Tower Talks, a conversational podcast brought to you by Washington National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. We're connecting you with the cathedral from afar, the docents, volunteers, staff, and artists who have dedicated their time and energy to making the cathedral such a special place to be. In today's episode, we're talking to Joe Alonzo, who you may know as our head stonemason. I know him as my kind of goofy colleague, Joe, who is really fun to talk to and has all the best stories, so I thought he'd be a really great fit for this podcast. We talked a little bit about his background, what a stonemason does, and all the sort of hidden gems he's found along the way. Yes, before you ask, Joe Alonzo was the person who found all of those masks that we wound up donating to the hospitals in the area, but this was recorded before, so we didn't end up talking about them. So without further ado, here's Joe Alonzo in his own words. Well, hello, and thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> sure. Uh, do I sound okay over this phone on speaker? You do to me. So, Joe, I know you, obviously. <laughs> we work together. But for those who don't know you, who are you, uh, where do you come from, and what do you do at the cathedral? Well, my name is Joe Alonso. I'm the head stonemason here at the Washington National Cathedral. I've been here, wow, I had my 35th anniversary a couple of weeks ago on the 11th of March. Woohoo! Yeah, gosh, I, you know, I came here in 1985 as a young mason. Uh, we were building the West Towers still. The cathedral was, uh, you know, in its last big phase of construction. In 1985, they they augmented the construction crew because they knew that they had a they had a plan that they they were hoping to finish the west towers by 1990 and they had funding in place or fundraising in place and uh uh that's when the decision was made to augment the crew and and try and get things going for uh finishing the cathedral in 1990 5 years and uh we did <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you did, and it's beautiful, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> so for those who don't know, what does a stonemason do? Yeah, well, of course, stonemasons work with all kinds of stones as opposed to, you know, a bricklayer who pretty much deals with bricks and blocks and, you know, that sort of thing. So stonemasons, you know, whether it's uh, those field stone walls that you see, you know, out in the country, uh, you know, stone walkways, uh, everything from, you know, those big granite, shiny granite and glass office buildings you see downtown, uh, historic restoration work, because, I mean, let's face it, Stone work has been around a long, 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 long time. You know, at the cathedral, it's, um, you know, we have this this extremely detailed, uh, you know, high Gothic, 14th century Gothic, Gothic revival architecture. Um, so I like to say it's the ultimate expression of stonework. <clears throat> Excuse me, from the the sculpture, the carvings, the massive, massive scale, uh, monumental size scale of this building. So uh, we're the, we're the, we like to think of ourselves as the elite. <laughs> Top of the line, stonemason. It is the, like I said, the ultimate, um, in my opinion, the ultimate 
stone building. And there's a lot of great stone buildings in Washington, D.C., don't get me wrong. Uh, there's some incredible yeah, stone sure. stonework and buildings here. But I think all in all, with for the level of detail and excellence of the sculpture and the carvings and just every last little bit of detail, whether it's low to the ground where you can see it a few feet away or 300 feet up in the air on the top of the tower, you know, it's as detailed up there as it is down low. If you had to pick, what would your favorite thing about the cathedral stonework be? My favorite thing would have to be, just like I was saying, the detail, It you know, it's mind-blowing, the level of detail. My favorite thing to look at is, you know, you go up to the top of the central tower. Well, of course, those pinnacles, you know, have some damage from the earthquake. But, you know, there's these little angels carved up there almost 300 feet in the air. And, you know, they have little eyebrows <laughs> and little <laughs> tiny, you know, little details on their robes and their little fingers. And that is up 300 feet in the air, and it's just as detailed as a carving that you would be looking at, let's say, inside Children's Chapel or one of the chapels in the cathedral where you can mm -hmm. stand right across the way from it and look at it, you know, two inches away. That level of detail and excellence is my favorite thing about, about how this cathedral is built. Makes sense to me. I mean, it sounds... Like, there's a lot of things that people don't necessarily know or, you know, don't have the ability to see, um, not just because it's, you know, 300 feet off the ground, but just because the building is so vast and expansive. Oh, exactly. Speaking of the earthquake, which happened in 2011, you were with the cathedral then, right? Were you on site when that happened? Oh, yeah. We were here August 23rd, 2011. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like as somebody who's so familiar with the building? Yeah, I mean... An earthquake, my lord. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we finished the cathedral in 1990, and we immediately began just maintaining the building. And, you know, just in 1990, the cathedral was, you know, a brand new building on one end and then 83 years old on the other. And, you know, we just began all that. You know, and a building like this requires constant maintenance and upkeep and restoration mm -hmm. and that's what I thought we were going to be doing just maintaining restoring embellishing there was always there's always stuff to add on a building like this chugging along doing that had all sorts of projects and lists and things like that and uh then that day August 23rd 2011 we were working outside on the west front um the steps mm -hmm. of the west front we're doing a little work there because the following month, September of 2011, was supposed to be the 10-year anniversary of, you know, 9-11. And there was a huge service plan. The, uh, the president was coming. It was going to be a big 9-11, you know, commemoration service. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, we need to do a little sprucing up right out here on the main front step. So we were luckily working on the ground that day. Actually, where we were working that summer of 2011 was up on the north side on the flying buttresses and the clear story windows on the north side of the nave. And we were working our way down um, the nave. On uh, We had scaffolding built in front uh, of the, the window uh, in between the flying buttresses, and we would spend about a month 
doing some cleaning the stone, repairing the stone work. You know, there was a little stained glass work that needed to be done, you know, things like that. And it would, we'd spend about a month in each bay. You'll see why I'm telling you this story in a minute. We were working our way down the nave from west to east. And like I said, we spent about a, we spent about a month or five, four or five weeks on each bay, but, you know, between the buttresses in front of the window. And then I would call my scaffold contractor, who would then come in with a crew the following week and dismantle that scaffold and move it over one bay. Mm-hmm. So there, August of 20, 2011, uh, we were at the second to the last bay of the nave on the north side. There was one more to go, and that would that put the scaffold directly beneath the central tower. You know how the nave runs into the central tower, connects to the central tower, right? Right. So anyway, this was um, two weeks before the earthquake. We finished that last bay. I call my guy. Hey, can you come next week, move the scaffold? Yeah, yeah. So the guy, he and his crew show up. They spend, they're spending the week before the earthquake. So the earthquake was on the 23rd. So this was the, whatever, 15th or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, while they were moving our scaffold that week, that's when I decided that we would be working uh, on those front steps, the center steps of the west front. I'm like, yeah, we can be working on that while they're, mo- while they're moving our scaffold. We've got to get that done anyway before the September 11th service. So they finished the scaffold. Uh, actually, that Friday, uh, the Friday before the earthquake hit, I, I remember it was a Tuesday, uh, August 23rd, 2011 was a Tuesday, but they had finished my scaffold moving uh, the previous Friday, but we had not finished our little project. So we were working away on that on Tuesday when at 1.58 p.m., <laughs> I started hearing, I was actually walking over to our truck. I was going to go back to the shop and get some something, and uh, I heard what I thought were explosions I'm like, what the heck? I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, um, you know, we have these big air conditioning units, like there's one right above you in the Houghton Center here and one on the south side. I don't know why I thought those big condensing units exploded. But actually, mm-hmm. that was the sound of falling stone hitting the building. And then I kind of felt the vibration, and I turn around, and I see people running out of the cathedral. It was a, you know, regular tour day, whatever, a Tuesday in the summer, right? There were people in there, and and at that moment is when Andy, my colleague, and I realized what was happening, and we then started saying, because I saw out of the corner of my eye bits and pieces, you know, of stone falling here and there, so I didn't know. I mean, at that moment, I didn't know if the whole west facade was going to come down. You know what I mean? So we were just saying, get away from the building, get away from the building. You know, we were just. Get away, get away, and people were running out of the building, and uh, and then, you know, it lasted 58 seconds, and then it was all over, and then I started noticing uh, people gathering on the north lawn here, looking up at the building, and remember, now, we were standing at the west front at that moment, so I walk around to the north lawn, and then you know, I'm looking at people looking up, and then I look up, and of course, they're all looking up at the top of the central tower, mm-hmm. which, you know, the 
pinnacles. You've you've seen the photographs. I mean, the pinnacles were twisted. Uh, Southwest mm-hmm. Pinnacle lost a huge, like the top third of it fell off and landed on the roof uh, of the tower, luckily. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, wow. Yeah. But here's the crazy thing. Had we been on that scaffold that had just been moved a couple days before, um, the, the following day as we were beginning our walk and inspection and, you know, of the building, seeing, assessing the damage, I walked over, you know, we were up on that north side, and I looked down at the scaffold that we would have been on, and the top deck of that scaffold was littered with fist-sized chunks and bigger of stone that had fallen from the northwest pinnacle of the tower, a hundred and, I don't know, 50-some feet above us. We would have been toast had we been on that scaffold at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, no doubt about it. And it was just, I don't know what you want to call it, divine intervention, (laughs) whatever. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about dodging the bullet that day. Yeah, absolutely. So since then, obviously, you've been engaged in a lot of repair work. I'm assuming you've, you know, maybe seen some parts of the cathedral that you hadn't seen before. Oh, yeah. Um, What's been, you know, what's been amazing about the earthquake i mean there was a lot of damage and a lot of you know expense and all of that of course but um getting up to the different areas of the building that need repair has given us access again to areas of the building that we wouldn't be up on uh and that people hadn't been up on in many 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 years so being able to get up onto the building um, and parts of the building that people hadn't been in in 80 or 100 years was pretty neat. Um, you know, there was some really, I mean, we've discovered, you know, we discovered a few cool things, you know, like, I don't know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but someone wrote, you know, on one part of the nave ceiling, someone must have been up there back in the 70s or something, you know, go Redskins. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but, um, and just some of the carvings that I discovered up there, the boss stones on the inside of the ceiling, way up high. Um, you know, there's just some really, uh, really interesting ones. Uh, one of them that we found uh, when we were over the West Balcony. You know, the West Balcony, a lot of folks are familiar with the big Moses boss stone that's up there. He's holding the Ten Commandments. But the re- a lot of the, uh, the uh, stones around the Moses boss are the Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, the commandment, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife there's a guy checking out a woman who's bathing or something like that and you can definitely tell he's coveting her <laughs> that was a little stone carver humor i guess um but yeah just again just things that that these people before us left and there they are right there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i i really think one of the the real sort of joy for me in working at the cathedral or one of the things that I enjoy the most is the really human aspect of the cathedral. Those little things, like the silly little stories that we know and those very connected to the community elements of it. Do you have any cathedral stories in your tenured experience at the cathedral that really shine for you about, you know, what makes the cathedral such a special place to be? Oh, wow. God, there's, yeah, there's a, uh, with, yeah, the people, I mean, the you know, the people I've met, here just the the amazing collection of people that come through here and that work here um i always say 
world were to disappear around, you know, like the cathedral or Mount St. Alban, we -hmm. probably have one of everything that is needed to repopulate the world with knowledge. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, we have artists here. We have musicians. We have scholars. We have, you know, tradespeople. We have, I mean, we have... Probably the most, you know, diverse collection of skills and talents anywhere, right? I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. I, and I agree with you. It's, again, one of my favorite things about the cathedral is the people. I mean, I think that's what makes that building really resonate. Right. We got, you know, we got your priests. We got your masons. We got your <laughs> musicians and singers and writers and you know, administrators and young people and old people and people who have, you know, done everything who now come here and, uh, you know, help us. I mean, look at all the amazing, you know, the docents and the volunteers of this place, the the experience of these people, you know, their lives, and then they're, they come here to help out and, and, and with their knowledge and of the world and what they've learned. And so anyway, it's just like I've been exposed to just meeting, you know, from presidents to, you know, celebrities, you know, all that. It's just uh, amazing. And, you know, when you're here during one of the big, you know, state events, the funerals or the, you know, presidential inaugural visits and all that stuff, and you're standing here and, you know, they're all walking past you. And I'll never forget during the uh, Ronald Reagan funeral, uh, you know, and as the Masons, well, a lot of us that know the building, we we get pulled in when the Secret Service comes to do the sweep. Uh, Those of us that, that, that know the building, we, you know, have to go around with the with the Secret Service uh, prior to the event and sweep the building. And then when that's over, then, you know, we're I always like to kind of hang in there afterward for a little bit because then they open the doors and, you know, and we still have to be around the building. But um, what was amazing about the Reagan funeral, um, so, again, we finished the sweep. The building was secured. We had our little whatever, badges, the little pins that the Secret Service gives you and says you that you're okay to be in the building. And so I'm just there, and they're opening up the doors, and, you know, everyone's walking in. Hey, there's, you know, the Supreme Court. <laughs> there's the entire <laughs> Supreme Court. Oh, boy, there's, you know, the entire U.S. Senate marching in, and, well, whatever, congressman this, this person that. that. But uh, for Reagan, what was amazing, I'm standing there in the nave on the, north side up against one of the columns and you know you're just kind of sitting there going oh there's you know oh that's senator and that's anyway but uh, then across the way just you know on the south side of the nave up against the other column 30 feet away there is um mikhail gorbachev margaret thatcher and lech valenza you know just (laughs) standing there talking i'm like well that's probably never going to happen again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what so I better just kind of soak that in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that, that was just a, you know, an amazing kind of sight. Wow. You know, it's been, yeah, I mean, for me, just, uh, you know, I was a kid when I came here to work. I remember the thing about the cathedral, uh, 
back in the day uh, when we were building the towers, you know, it was seasonal work for the construction crew. You got mm-hmm. hired on in the spring and March. You know, I started on March 11th, and we usually shut the job down, you know, in December uh, for the winter months. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the construction business, stone masonry, whatever, you know, it's it's seasonal work, and you bounce around from one job to another, one contractor to another. And But the, I remember, oh, yeah, I got hired on at the cathedral. And let's see, this job goes till December. I got like nine months guaranteed. <laughs> And, uh, you know, 35 years later. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It kinda, yeah, it kind of worked out, yeah. So, and here we are now. I mean, you know, there have been some, like I say, some dark days here. My God, 9-11. And, mm-hmm. you know, the cathedral, we've had our ups and downs. We've had our, you know, financial issues. We've had, you know, like I said, 9-11. Uh, we had the crash in 08. And now we've got this, you know, COVID-19, and it's it's eerie, you know, we're still working here, uh, where we're, there's those of us that have to, you know, keep maintaining the building, and I'm, as a matter of fact, we have a big scaffold up here on the south side where we were getting ready to start embark our next uh, earthquake repair phase, where we're working on the south side above the Way of Peace Bethlehem Chapel entrance, we've got a big scaffold above this two big flying buttresses there and we're hoping to repair that area so we can open up you know and get rid of that ugly overhead protection uh, uh, that leads you into the crypt level into bethlehem chapel uh, we're still going at it and we're practicing believe it or not social distancing a hundred feet up in the air on that scaffold we have a small crew we're keeping the crew you know less than 10 people we're mm-hmm. up high up in the air. Anyway, so now we're here, you know, and it's kind of eerie, kind of sad, I'll tell you, walking mm-hmm. through this empty cathedral in the middle of the day when it should be full of our staff and our volunteers and the visitors and all of that. That's kind of kind of freaky to be walking through mm-hmm. this empty, dark cathedral. Yeah, I can imagine. What are you most excited for when we do reopen? Like, what's what's the first thing that you're excited about when those doors, you know, open up again and we all get to come back? I just want to see all my friends, all my coworkers. I want to walk through those doors and, you know, see the docents there and see the tours coming in, all the kids. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you get annoyed by all the crowds and all the – bustling but gosh no bring it on man <laughs> i will never I you know say that oh all these people get out of my way no nope i will never <laughs> say that again <laughs> uh-huh. i yeah. can't wait to see everybody and all of you and <laughs> and all of that <laughs> i can't wait to see you either joe i think it's going to be good when we all get to come back together as a community again yep oh we will we will we got to yeah. hang in there Yep. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think people are going to really appreciate a chance to get you get to know you a little better and hear more about what you do and who you are and get to meet the Joe that we all kind of know, the sort of like, you know, fun colleague Joe, not just Stonemason Joe who's on the news or in this article, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enough yeah. of that now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. I think thank that's really you. neat. I hope everyone, I uh, hope folks enjoy it. Thank you. I do too. All right, Aaron. Take care. Stay well. Stay healthy. You too. Thank you. You too, Joe. Bye. Bye.
Once again, I want to say thank you to Joe Alonzo for his time and energy and being willing to be interviewed for this podcast. It was truly a pleasure getting to know some of these more silly stories about Joe and his background and what it's like to be a stonemason at the cathedral. If you want to be connected to the cathedral while the building is closed, the best way to do that is to check out our website, www.cathedral.org. There's a portal there with all of our digital content in one handy dandy place. We could not be more thrilled to be able to bring you this podcast as one of those offerings. Thank you for listening and tune in again next week on Tower Talks.